good. Sorry for the wait, folks. Been a couple games. Wow. We're get into. Did we just hear a folks right there? Folks early on the rip for sure. Wow. The, you know what? The fans deserve it because they've waited a good, I don't know, week and a half, nine, ten days or something like that. Enough days for us to get several messages asking, where's the next episode? What are you guys doing with your lives? And we're trying to live it as responsible as we can. Shout out to our day oneers who know the folks is up right here. That was a big time move right there, Jay. We're excited to be back on the mics, man. We are right off the rip. Going to hit him with the goods. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside, per usual, Mr. Alex Papa George. Looking fresh in his all-white jersey, I must say. You know, I got my Beckham swag on for tonight's game with Atlanta. This is going to be actually a two-part episode, so should be fun for us, and it should be really fun for you listening. It, it, it will certainly be fun, um, and hopefully we're coherent for this first part. You will hear a transition somewhat in this episode, the classic Cuban horn that we love to play so much, because uh, we'll be covering uh, right after the game. We're going to jump back on the mics, but we do want to get us up to speed on the previous two games, uh, the two draws we have had. Yeah, the reason why we're doing this today is actually we're headed, we're headed up to Disneyland tomorrow, Jay. I'm going to Disney World, bud, but we have not won a championship. You're right. Disney World is probably a little bit closer than Disneyland. But yes, Jay and myself and our two girls and Jay's lovely child slash the Inner Miami podcast security guard will be checking out Disney World for the first time, which will be a blast. We'll be out there on Friday. And yes, that does mean we'll be in Orlando. We are oh, yeah. going to be at the game. So please check out the Instagram, check out the Facebook and the newly installed Twitter. Still trying to figure that baby out a little bit, but we'll be tweeting at you on Twitter pretty consistently from the game. But we're stoked to be up there. Should be a blast. We're going to be with a few of our friends, and it's going to be great to go up there and see Copa del Sol round three, baby. Copa del Sol round three. It is going to be a great time. Uh, we will be part of the Exploria Stadium takeover for sure. Without a doubt, and we're going to have an absolute blast at Disney World. Uh, well, at least one of us will be uh, will be having a blast for sure, no doubt. Uh, and honestly, dude, I feel I feel great that you have been struggling with Twitter more than me because it's the first time in my life where I'm not asking you about a technology technology question. Like me trying to figure out Instagram was definitely a learning. Curve, it, so it's a work in progress. The fact that I can manage Twitter just fine and to see you come, you know, voice your your struggles, it just makes me feel so damn young again. Ah, well, it's funny. I actually fired up my old personal Twitter and it's been funny to see some tweets from the past. You know, it's been uh, it's been about a decade since I had this baby cranking, but I got to ask, man, we had over 100 people ask us to get Twitter and either they're all screwing with us or we need more people to be connected with. So if you are on Twitter, please go ahead and shoot us a follow, shoot us a message. We're around all the social medias. And if you don't do so already, we're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And Jay, for the first time, I'm going to say it right. The inner Miami podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and drop us a line. Incorrect. There's no the, it's just inner Miami podcast at gmail.com. Gosh, we're only on episode 38. I'm going to put this on you to be honest. Hundreds of hours put on. You have to change. And now it's you. 
And soon coming on the social media platform, we will be launching a TikTok. Do we really want that? No, I'm kidding. That's that's a complete joke. But tell your friends to subscribe. Shout out to our listeners all over the world and all the countries that you tune in from. We appreciate it per usual, as always. If you haven't checked out our previous interviews, please do so. We have two with Luis Robles. We have one with Jerome Kisavetter, Luis Argudo. Check it out because he's unfortunately... We'll get into this. No longer on the team, but still a great guy. We wish him the best. Also, we'll trap Ben Sweat, Dylan Niles. Check them out. They are all, honestly, not even boistering on the microphone. They're all good people, man. They really are. Super excited about everything that you just said. And we say it all the time, but tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Tell your Grammy. Tell your Grammy. Tell your abuela. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Your tia, please. Tell everyone you know about the Inner Miami podcast because we're worldwide and there's no reason we shouldn't be with your close <laughs> friends. Yes. We should be close friends with everyone in the world. You know, every time I say that, I think of, uh, what we're was it, worldwide. Step Brothers? Step Brothers were like, Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> we're worldwide. No, but thank you. I mean, the fact that we have listeners in more than just the state of Florida is, uh, is awesome. I mean, we're we're uh, we're very happy. We for everyone are, that tunes in, and, and and honestly, thanks that we provide good quality content. We it's a uh, it's a good good little reimbursement right there. It is, man. And you know what? I'm super excited because guess what, Jay? What are you excited about, buddy? Other Wait. than the teacup ride at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Steal my thunder, Jay. Wow! But. I got to tell you, besides the teacup ride in Disney World that we're going to be experiencing together on Friday. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain will be there. Which is the name of our episode, by the way. If you're going to be in Disney World, too, let us know. But the team right now, Jay, I got to say it. It's baby steps, but it's baby steps in the right direction. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't say steps per se. Crawling. It's more of like the handicap ramp on the side. You know, slow, slowly getting up to where we need to go. Well, you know, we're going in the right direction, and that's the most positive part about this whole thing. Listen, remember, people, we are an expansion team, and that is something that I want to reiterate and reiterate again. We're just not simply Atlanta United. We're not constructed that. You know, we're going to talk about a few transactions on the team. The team has a few updates on the roster, which we're hoping is going to bring big news to us down the line. But, you know, quite simply, Jay, our path is going to be different than the Atlanta United's of the world. And I'm cool with that, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, our path is different for sure because no one else has broken the record for most losses in their first, you know, you know, most consecutive losses, I guess. But, hey. No, and, and all jokes aside, we are we are turning in the right direction. It is good to see. We have now World Cup winner, European superstar, Blaze Matuidi, who came out very strong. He will be with us game in and game out from here on out. We got some exciting news against or about, not against, about questions we receive honestly daily. The one, the only, Papita Gonzalo Higuain. But that's at the end of the show. So that's a cliffhanger. Hang around. There's a lot of news to get to here, and I got to start with weather delays, man. You think that tonight's game, and if we haven't said this already, we're going to tackle this podcast in two separate 
separate stages. We're going to get to you about the repeat of the last two games that we've missed and also a little bit of a look forward to our game against Orlando City. And in between then, we're going to go ahead and watch the game like everybody else is and bring you guys this podcast on Thursday morning. Indeed. We wanted to uh, make sure we can get content out there. We know it, it, it's been a little bit of time. Again, we're going to be Disney Man. We're going to be, we're going to be doing things with Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Probably a princess or two. Quinn's going to have a bus. We want to get this out before we go, before we get up there, see all the fans again. Jay, I think you're probably the most excited to go to Disney World. I am not the most excited because it's going to be hot and I'm going to be wearing a mask and I do not enjoy those situations, but it's all for the little one. But once you bite Quinter, into that Skinner, churro, will oh, your oh, mind yeah, change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The churros. <laughs> Man, I forgot about the churros. The churros <laughs> are... Probably the highlight of, of, of Orlando, honestly, is just churros in general. Listen, there's only one thing that could really just take our thunder away, and that is weather delays. It could happen again. We live in South Florida. Who knows? It's looking dark and cloudy. I don't know, man. It, 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 the crazy thing was the, the previous game against Nashville was delayed like an hour and 50 minutes in – where we record right now is literally two or three miles from the stadium and on tv it was pouring down i looked out the back window and it was completely no rain it looked honestly kind of dry so you never know with south florida it's just something we kind of lived through uh we are you know in the the kind of height of or i guess wrapping up rather the the hurricane season so Hopefully we don't have to wait anymore because I know you, uh, we have a big day. Uh, well, I have a big day because I'm going to be the one driving us all. Yes, you are. But you know what that means? Uh, I get to pick the music. I'll or the podcast. Well, you know, actually in my oh, world, it probably means that I'm going to be driving on the way back as we experienced once before. Probably. Anyway. Probably. Let's, let, let's get cut loose on Saturday. I'm sure you are, Jay, because you just, you just lay there, dude, with your eyes shut and you just let me take us on home. It's fine, man. But anyway, I'm sure, I'm sure they're tired of listening to us about <laughs> Disney World. But anyway, bring you guys some team news. We have a couple big points that we want to point out. And that is number one is why the crest on social media is gold. Got a lot of questions actually written to us on Instagram and via email. So keep those coming through. But the reality is it's is, not because we're champions. No, no. Right now we got a lot of work to do, but even better than champions, Jay is a super, super awesome cause. It is, it is because it is child cancer awareness. So Big shout out to Inner Miami for doing this and, you know, through, you know, what they do on social platforms and the communication team to the outreach of the audience through the pandemic and, you know, bringing groups together and bringing volunteers together and handing out food, you know, at the stadium, the team does what they can to help, you know, support the community around and honestly, um, they've done a, such a phenomenal job being one of the major sports franchise down here. It's, it's quite great to see. They have, and, and Inter-Miami has done a great job. MLS as a whole has done a great job, uh, specifically for Inter-Miami. This is all about Sebastian Ortiz. He is a, a young man, um, a child, but, you know, uh, we'll say a young man because uh, he was in his teens, uh, who lost his battle with cancer in 2016. And um, the league, again, has made childhood cancer one of their primary areas of focus. It is a very beautiful and touching uh, thing to see and all these individual stories are also you know just as deeply touching so oscar ortiz sebastian's father 
uh, started the Sebastian Strong Foundation after Sebastian Ortiz passed away in 2016. Um, you know, personally, as a father myself, I couldn't have ever imagine that. This is very, very touching. I'm so happy that uh, the whole club got behind this. At first, I saw the pictures and I was like, holy crap, like this is our sponsor. And then, you know, once I realized exactly what it was, took a step back and then realized the big picture. Um, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, the team, the community is behind you, Sebastian, and, and of course, your father as well. Keep up the good work. Uh, that's just a feel good, heartfelt story, man. Yeah, it might even be good actually to run maybe a social media type of foundation, get back. Um, ourselves would not be a bad idea I like where your head's at yeah so maybe next week if you do see us doing that you know do if you do have the means I know uh, you know obviously this pandemic has affected a lot of us but if you do have the means to give you know any do please do that but you know that is that is super awesome and you know again a true testament to the inner Miami community but to move into more of team news I got a little bit of a little bit unfortunate news, Jay. This this one kind of it burned a little bit. It it did. It it did for for a reason that this is our boy, man. Luis Arguto was our man. He was super super nice to us. He was really welcoming. One of our first players that we ever had the chance to interview on the podcast. And for those of you who saw the soccer fan uh, Instagram filter, you know, he was one of the players who jumped on it immediately. He was like, guys, like, this is super, super awesome. Anything that we can do to help promote the team around the community, we're all about. Shout out, Lewis. Uh, shout out, Ben Sweat, too, who helped us with that as well. But um, he was waived from the team, um, which was a little bit unfortunate to see. You know, for those of you who don't quite know what wave means, it means he was pretty much, uh, I guess, a cut from the team, yeah. uh, to put it in a simple term. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. You know, any team in the MLS or wherever he lands up is going to get a great guy and a potentially awesome player. So They really are. Um, you know, I, I really wish he was able to get a little bit more playing time. I, I believe he only played in one game. Uh, but really from the rip, from the get-go – uh, you know, Luis was going out there. He was he was hanging out with the supporters groups. He was wanting to really, you know, kind of weave himself into the community. And um, you know, such a, a, a generous, nice, humble, honest guy. So it, it, that that one definitely does hurt a little bit. Um, but you know, there was a, a second player that was you know kind of breaking news at the same time, and that is our boy Christian McCoon, who was actually loaned to for Lauderdale CF, who's been doing quite well actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Espen Lopez, uh, or Lopez Espen, just got the uh, rather just got the uh, the goal of the month for USL League One, which was um, a half court screamer. But this is a good thing for for Christian McCoon because he really I think has only played in one game as well, and um, we want to see him continue to develop. We want to see him continue to grow. So he's going to need to get that game time and that experience, which I think for Lauderdale CF and Jason Crease will be able to give to him that we can eventually pull him back up you know typical move that you would see most teams make and honestly I I, I like it if he's not going to see playing time on the field then might as well get him that experience to become the player that we obviously were, were hoping when we had signed him he's only 20 years old and I know you like his nickname more than most people I do the beast baby get at it get at it <laughs> I, I thought that was yeah no like he's 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 uh, highly touted, so much, uh, you know, 
ability in in and he does have a future in this league he is a stature to really be a presence so we we really hope this is a great opportunity for him to get the game time and experience get up to where he needs to be now the one that really hurt the most and i knew when i was gonna you know we shared this into the the facebook group and i knew this is gonna kind of set the world on fire but unfortunately lee win has been traded back to the new england revolution which you know is kind of i you know, I guess it's kind of picture perfect, like right off to the sunset with the team where you really, you know, came in and made your name. Um, you know, it's just tough because we really liked him. I think he added a lot of value. Yeah, I mean, we wish that we would have saw more of him, but honestly, I think that Diego Alonso's card were cards were shown a little bit early, to be honest. Um, there was a reason he wasn't getting play. It didn't seem like he fit in the system that Diego was looking to build. So, you know, obviously not every player is a match. And, you know, we know that there were some sparks out on the pitch when Lee was in the game, which was really exciting. I know, uh, was it last episode of the podcast? We were talking about even the potential of starting Lee win and just seeing yeah. what that may happen to our offense. But we well, uh, had the beautiful free kick. You know, I think it was a, yeah, he's the, a set the piece. Starts to land a game. I mean, you know, it was good. We got some things in return. So, you know, all is not lost. And, you know, I think it was uh, Torres, Trap, and and Lee Wynn contribute to about what's forty percent of the the team's salary cap. So we want to free up that space. Yeah, the compensation was a little bit outrageous for a player who didn't really see too much playing time. And we talk about you know when we talk about this trade, it's not about the actual. <sighs> How can we say this, Jay? There's a lot of puppeteering going on right now in this move. And obviously, we hope that a Mr. Iguain joins our team in some near soon future. But if that's not him, some other superstar, right? So the fact is, is that he had a guaranteed compensation contract of over a half million dollars, $530,000. So this was a pure salary cap play. The trade itself with the New England Revolution was for a fourth round pick in the 2021 MLS Super Draft and up to $50,000 in general allocation money, uh, sorry, money based on performance and metrics that are met. This is going to be good because, look, we're we're also very, very close to signing Gonzalo Higuain. We want to free up some salary cap space as, as well. So, you know, all this stuff is good. It does hurt a little bit for, you know, the, the fans that really – um, saw the potential of Lee Wynn, but again, you know, you're right. It plays into the system, and, um, you know, Lee isn't a CDM. You know, he's more of a cam, uh, or he can even play, you know, on the wing if needed, but, you know, I think we're pretty set with Pizarro in the middle, Morgan on, on you know, flanking his right side, and then either Carranza or Pellegrini on the left side, so it just didn't fit. It is tough, but, you know, I think it honestly will be the right move and we'll be looking at this in the future as something that had to happen. Yeah, I think this is something that we'll be talking about in probably a week to two weeks. Um, this is going to free up some salary cap and hopefully make room for a much, much bigger signing and obviously someone who does play a little bit more than Lee Wynn. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's what we're, we're hoping to. We're really starting to see the, the, the team take shape, right? And now we've got Blaze Matweedy. Um, you know, they've re honestly rotated Kranz into to more of that, that left mid, uh, you know, attacking position. So it, it honestly just makes sense, man. And, um, you know, we're about to go into the game. It's honestly about to start. We're, we're literally only a couple minutes away from it. So, you know, we don't really need to go into great detail about the, the previous two games. If you're if you're listening to this podcast right now, then you already follow the team. You already know what happened. We have two draws. 
against Atlanta and Nashville. Um, you know, now we're about to play Atlanta for the second time. The good news is Blaze Matweedy really did impress on his debut. He really was able to uh, sew together the the back defensive line to the midfield and add creativity to the midfield. Where we're lacking is still on the attack. We're missing open chances, whether it be Agudelo, whether it be Pizarro, you know, not taking a header and trying to take a, a you know, a volley off his foot. Um, even Fagal had one right in front of goal, you know, so we are going in the right direction. You can see it. The most impressive part is, um, you know, the back line is holding up well. The, the, the bad part, we were two clean sheets, back-to-back clean sheets. That's great from a defensive standpoint. The sad part is we are now three games, a total of 270 minutes without a goal. We have to start scoring. We can't just wait for Iguain. Someone needs to step up. We thought we had Carranza. I need to see more Carranza. I need to see more Robinson. Someone put a goal in for me. Well, we got Robbie starting at attack. So Carranza's going to sit on the bench here to start this game off. But the question is, going to be, is he going to play this game? And I think that that's absolutely the fact. I think he's going to get brought in off the bench in the midway through the second half. We saw our first substitution last game at minute 51 or minute 54. So it seems like Diego's starting to loosen the reins a little bit on the substitution packages going in and out of this game. But, And I'm just so happy to see Robbie getting a start because – that's who we've really been wanting to see. I think he is honestly outside of Carranza has the most potential uh, to be our starting weapon. So, you know, uh, this is going to be a really good game. Matuidi's on the bench, but should be coming off at some point in the game. It, it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, who knows? We may hit him with some exclusive content on the Instagram. Hit him with the IG live at halftime. But, Jay, as they say it, it's game time, baby. It is game time. It is literally, oh, God, 803. We're a little late. We will be back. We're going to hit you with the transition in about three, two. We'll be back shortly. One. Woo. How about that transition, bud? It's almost like no time has passed at all, but I will tell you what. I'm in a better mood than I was about two hours ago. I think we had a feeling this was coming, Jay. This was... This was in the stars this morning. This was this was waiting for us for the taking, Jay. This was our game for the win, baby. Everything aligned, and honestly, we we need as many points as we can get out of this first uh, you know phase of the restart. And here the boys are coming off with yet another dub, huge dub, and we remain unbeaten at home, which is huge because you got to defend your home turf. You have to, and and it is major news. We we play better at home, without a doubt. Um, you know, it's been good having several home games consecutively, but now we're gonna go ahead and travel up to Orlando. You and I will be there. We do have a, a, a reputable, well, nowadays reputable. Historically, maybe not so much, but we do have a decent opponent in Orlando. But we have some stuff to talk about before there, because some some major breakthroughs happened in this game that you and I have discussed. Uh, just numerous times just waiting for for these things to happen. And now that they have occurred, there is so much to look forward to with this squad right here. And by the what has occurred, Jay, you're talking about Mr. Blaze Matweedy or the no weather delays that we experienced today? I am talking about neither. Although it was very nice that, it, uh, you know, God graced us with a clear sky <laughs> 
So there were no delays for this. Uh, but to your point, it was very interesting not seeing Blaze in the lineup. I thought everyone was expecting that. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of like partial on this, right? Because we keep saying like, oh, you're bringing him in. He, he's a little older. You can't play him 90 minutes. And like he just won a World Cup two years ago, less than two years ago. And I mean, he's played with top tier talent in the toughest leagues in the world and he's been fine. So I think he'd go 90 minutes in the, in the uh, MLS with no issue. I don't think he would have an issue. And honestly, if I was coming off the UA season, I would probably be taking a little break myself as well. But the word from camp was, is that when he stepped in, he was at pretty top notch shape. And I mean, he still went about 70 minutes last game, his first game on the pitch. And I think he only had two practice um, practice sessions with the team before stepping in. But we did see him on the pitch this after or this evening. It was great to see him out there. He was not in the starting lineup. But, you know, as we saw, he was definitely a threat to be whacking with. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, again, with, with you know, Lee Wynn being, you know, traded off. Uh, Jay Chapman actually got the start, which I think was a surprise to a lot of people. In addition, Breck Shea got the start, but more up on the wing, which was a, a surprise to everybody. But I think Blaze might have been the most surprised that he didn't get the start. But, look, there's a greater plan that Diego has. I know a lot of the fans are quick to jump here and there, nitpick where they can, but... Look, man, I think we have the, the maestro, and he said it would take six games. It took a little longer. I think we were what, at, at eight or nine games before he really started making moves. So I feel pretty good after this game as far as where we're headed. We talked about it before the game even happened, and we had a good feeling about this match. The trajectory of the team is definitely going above and beyond right now and the reality is is that we pull off a win up in orlando city jay we are staring down playoffs we are i mean this was a big win because we're no longer quote unquote in in last place in the east we are now uh in second to last place off goal differentials but you know the road is wide open we know what we have to do and i i truly think that if we can go to orlando get a win then we're right on that mark and then we still have you know, many more games to play in, you know, we're lucky because the, the West isn't as lucky. They don't have as many teams and they're not going to get as many playoff bursts, but uh, the East has plenty of teams and more playoff bursts. So as long as we finish around that 10 spot, we're going to be okay. I think we're both expecting, I think all the fans are expecting us to play better, but Hey, I will take this two, one win over Atlanta. I really liked what I saw in this game, not only from, my boy, the postman, who you're trying to rebrand on me, which I'm not cool with, but also from the wall himself, uh, Mr. Luis Robles, friend of the pod, captain of the squad, and he showed why he was the captain of the squad today. Absolutely. Huge shout out, Luis Robles. I mean, I think Luis Morgan probably was the hands-down player of the match, but I got to say, as a close, of what, one double A, Luis has got to be right there neck and neck. I mean, to save two back-to-back penalties Phenomenal. is absolutely unheard of. The, 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 I think the highlights in this game were really about the kind of mid to end of the first half, right? And, and let's just kind of run through this, you know, from, from kind of the, the first half, not really the start, but the moment of importance really came in the 28th minute, right? And this, Lewis Morgan finally gets his first goal. And you know I've been 
just very big on Lewis Morgan. I think he's such an integral piece. I dare might say he's my favorite player on the team. And I've been waiting for this first goal to come. Watching his tapes from uh, Celtic or Celtic, however you want to pronounce it, you know, to each term, uh, he was never afraid to, to take a shot from deep. And I knew that that is a type of player that this team would love to have on. He's played more of the... Um, kind of service men, service balls, if you will. That's why I call him the postman because he's always delivering beautiful crosses in. But in the 20th minute, my man, Lewis Morgan, gets his first goal of the season off a breakaway run by Pizarro, who had uh, Robbie to his left and, uh, and Lewis Morgan to his right. And Pizarro just kept running up. And you could just, you could see on his face, like he was, it, it was intense. He, he was running staying active moving forward but at the same time he was trying to process everything that was happening from the defenders where they are uh where robbie was where lewis was he he gives a nice little easy outside right foot pass to lewis and lewis just buries it just absolutely buries it beyond guzan um beautiful beautiful left footed strike and you know you saw me jump up and down like a little girl about it i i was just so stoked and in my head i'm still thinking like Again, if he gets one, they're just going to start coming and coming and coming. And sure enough, it did happen. Although there was an Atlanta goal in between Lewis and Morgan's second goal, which was honestly, I mean, take me back to 2000, 2001, 2002, when I was a youngin, breakdancing, spinning on my head because uh, Eric uh, Rometty, I mean, crazy little spinning ground ball, breakdancing kick gets slightly past Andres Reyes. Uh, past Luis Robles, ties the game up, and I turn to you. I'm like, dang man, we can't even, we can't even enjoy going ahead for more than a couple minutes before something happens. It seems to be an unfortunate pattern for our team, but uh, we need to break that pattern. Is the reality of it? But you are absolutely right. It seems like every time we cap a goal, which is always such a fun damn feeling, Jay. Oh, it really is. My hand hates me. I know. I know. It was a, it was a great high five. We always have good high fives. But anyway, it, it it really is a little bit disheartening. And when every time you go down the pitch and you get a put the ball in the back of the net, and then you got to defend, and it seems like within five ten minutes we give up that lead. But, you know, talk, take us more through the game. I mean, it seemed like that that almost happened again a few minutes later. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we, we really didn't get to enjoy it long. I mean, Lewis Morgan scored in the 28th minute. Uh, Eric uh, Rometty scored in the 33rd minute. But um, it, it didn't really take too much longer after that. Five minutes later in the 38th minute, uh, Lewis Morgan gets a nice uh, cross. I, I, we haven't been able to rewatch the game to really take notes. We're literally doing this right after the game. Uh, but I, I want to say it was Ben Sweat. But catches the the ball it was Ben it was Ben okay great uh, right uh, you know in the box towards the top of the box um a beautiful half volley does not wait to settle it or anything it clips up and he takes a shot beautiful left-footed finesse shot little placement shot right over the reach of Brad Guzon Ness's second goal I jump up again like a little girl jumping up and down you run over i'm throwing my arms around you i mean it, it was just God, that's quite a poetic scene that you just painted right there Jay. I, I know man but like it, i've just been i've been waiting for 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 morgan to really at least score one and to get two uh you know basically within like a i don't know what, what's that math on that maybe two uh 10 minute 10 minute span right there i mean i love when you do math yeah quick math right there it was, it, it's just so great and then uh you know here's where the the real spiciness comes into play and Lewis Morgan will be winning man of the match. Uh, they showed that during the game. 
Uh, I mean, and obviously a two-goal effort, you know, beautiful. Everything Lewis does for the team opens stuff up, beautiful crosses as well. But there have been some haters about our boy Luis Robles. And, you know, there there was a foul outside the box. It looked outside the box, a little hold-up play, but they called it inside the box. And so here we are at a penalty, right? And uh, Barco is going to take a shot against uh, Luis Robles. And guess who, who stops that shot? Who? Louis Robles, baby. Beautiful save. Now, Kubo Torres comes out of nowhere, rips one uh, so fast that Robles tilts his head back because you don't want any of those problems. That's definitely a concussion. Uh, and, you know, they had to review it. It was a goal they celebrated. We looked over at each other like, damn, we can't even enjoy the lead for more than a, a, a few minutes and uh it turns out you know he did get a jump start he, he technically you know it was encroachment on him uh he had taken a foot into the box before uh the ball actually left barco's foot so it gets called back for another penalty and the goalkeeper coach comes out and says lewis go the same way and I, i'm assuming lewis said okay at the time but then he's up there with barco for round two and guess what? He doesn't go the same way. He goes the opposite way, and he saves the penalty. Two back-to-back save penalty saves from Luis Robles. I mean, the man played a great game. What more can you ask from our keeper besides all the saves? But two penalty saves back-to-back, that's insane. This is exactly what we wanted in our goalkeeper, and this is exactly what we got today. He has been playing very well over the last few weeks, but honestly, Jay, this was probably the best game he probably played all year. He was all over the pitch making beautiful saves, and honestly, that performance that he had on back-to-back penalty kicks was phenomenal. It was a true moment in the season that everybody was waiting for to see him break out and just say, listen, you ain't going to get the ball by me. Look, you don't you do not see that often. No, you, not at you, all. The you, probability of that happening is very, very, very low. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it's very rare. You you know, I'm, I'm not like extremely rare. You see encroachment. But as far as seeing two back to back saves outside of a, a penalty shootout. Well, we were even, jumping up and down once the penalty was called back because the goal was saved and then we realized oh shit we, we, we gotta, gotta we gotta go back and go to work again we and we're gotta, like yeah, yeah. Oh, we're like i don't know man again and, and we got there it was yep. there it was i'll tell you what man uh there's a reason the supporters groups have that louis louis uh oh oh you're a effing wall baby because <laughs> you are man i mean you know it, it was we have someone on the pod, and so obviously we feel some sort of uh, personal connection. We've had Lewis on the pod twice. He, he really is a great guy. Um, love him to death. And, and, and to see some fans maybe, you know, questioning him or the team initially, I mean, it's tough. But, like, he won goalkeeper of the year in 2015. The dude still got it in the tank. This was the showing that um, I think we really wanted to see, right? Now, this makes three consecutive um games without a goal conceded three clean sheets by our defense and i really like what i am seeing with the defense outside of um leandro gonzalez perez like you're he's fouling it a little too much but you know i mean he's also stopping potential plays from happening the back line is something we've always thought there was a strength but it's really coming together now their communication with 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 robles is is really getting solid 
And then now we got Blaze coming in, you know, whether he starts, whether he gets subbed in, kind of being that scene between the back line and the midfield. And, and the midfield seems to be a lot more creative, a lot more open play, uh, you know, some hold-up play, playing down the wings and getting everyone involved. And it's really nice to see us, you know, really get in our groove. Now, we did see this after the Carranza two-goal, you know, win against Orlando. But the question is, can we keep this up? I really think we can keep this up, and I think that this is only this is only a sign of more to come. I think that our team is coming into ourselves, and I think that the signing that isn't a shocker to everybody, but Blaise Matuidi probably just settled everyone's beyond just skill out on the pitch, but also their mental stability on the team. I think that— 100% agree. I think he is a value on the field, but also a value as a mentor. Absolutely. I mean, you're adding someone who has won a World Cup, who is coming from Juve. There, there, there's certain components that he brings that's beyond his skill, and that's his maturity level, and that's a desire to win. So I think that's what you're going to see around the team, too. And um, furthering that point, I know when the game first started, we were a little bit, you know, we were a little bit confused and a little bit startled that Matsuidi wasn't playing. You know, we thought that he was going to get the nod in the start, but... You know, it was really good to see Jay Chapman in the starting lineup, too, because we had talked about switching up the midfield from the Uyoya and Trap combination that we had seen consistently throughout this season. And, you know, throwing Jay Chapman in there and we were talking about during the game, you know, this was someone that Paul had wanted throughout his entire career. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. This was someone that he had targeted for the last couple opportunities he's had. And he actually at had Orlando the, the, at Atlanta and he finally got him with Inter Miami. Yeah, exactly. And this is a guy that he brought to this team for a specific reason so to see him get the nod in the starting lineup was great for a few reasons one it was great to see him get some playing time but two is really great to see the Uyoya and trap combination get broken down a little bit and you know we had talked about it in a free previous few pods and you know I think we even saw for a few minutes there but I know my Tweedy came into the game that you know it's not that trap and Uyoya don't have a place on the team together it's just that wasn't necessarily starting 11 that we thought was going to take this team to the next level from the very start so really excited to see that combination working a little bit more I think that Diego is kind of finding his way as a as a coach and you know I know we talked about early in the pod but you know maybe Lee Wynn opens up a little bit of freedom for him to use some players that potentially he wasn't you know necessarily comfortable using yeah I mean look I, I cannot agree more uh, it was very good to see Jay Chapman out there. It, it, it's been clear that the Will Trap Victor Yoya double pivot isn't necessarily really working out the way that I think uh, you know Diego had initially hoped for. So to see Karan or uh, not Karanza, but Jay Chapman out there, uh, you know, kind of mixing things up was nice. And then you know they bring in Matuidi uh, in like the 70th minute or whatever it was, and um, you know I would I don't know if a double pivot is 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 you know, the, the, the move to make with Matuidi, I think we want to allow Matuidi to be able to free roam position. So I think, you know, maybe Uyoya or Trapper, whoever it is, maybe continues to kind of sit back in that CDM role and let Blaze run free because, uh, you know, it definitely opened up the, the field a bit more, just, just mixing it up because I think, you know, Victor, he can strike the ball from deep. We've seen that happen throughout, you know, his career. Will Trap, you know, he's more of a defensive player. Um, what we're lacking is more of that transition from defense to attack. And I think that's what Matuidi brings in. And then we look at a, at a situation where, you know, the, the attack is still in question and we're going to talk about Gonzalo Higuain here just in a little bit, but um, you know, overall from the attack, you know, what were some of the highlights that really stood out from, or to you rather? 
in the attack, I love the fact that Robbie got the start. I think that he he has proved himself. It was a bummer, and I know that he had some personal uh, you know, obligations that he had to attend to for the MLS is back tournament. But it was a bummer that we couldn't see him out on that tournament because he was playing very, very well, and he came off that injury that gave us a scare. Um, I think it was against DC United yep. when, when that injury did occur, but it wasn't as serious as we all thought. But um, And I think he's kind of in the same boat as – you know, kind of where I was thinking Lewis Morgan was, was that once he kind of just, for lack of a better term, pops his cherry and gets his first goal, I think the confidence is going to go up and the goals are going to come. I mean, we saw, you know, Lewis Morgan, the confidence shoot up and we saw, I think probably double the, 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 the shots, if not triple the attempts on goal that we've seen in the past from him. And I think Robbie will have that same kind of mentality once he gets that first one to drop because he did a very close one um against uh nashville and you know the keeper barely got a foot on it but that's a goal he probably buries over and over in college yeah well he had like three misses in the nashville game um was it like uh was it was that sunday night that we were playing he missed a header and probably a shot that he's made a hundred times that just almost went around Mm -hmm. the keeper on the right side and missed the header but yeah no but i just think once he gets settled and shakes the nerves off then you know, once the confidence up there, he's going to be a potential threat. I know a lot of people are kind of questioning the the pick between him and, 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 and Daryl DK because Daryl DK did just win the MLS Player of the Month, and he's a, definitely a full grown statue hey. of a man to do it. <laughs> but I still think Robbie has that more nimble ability, and that's what we want to see is is Robbie reach his potential. And I, you know, I, we're probably jumping the gun because what we're nine, ten games in the season now, and uh, he is a rookie and he hasn't been with the the, the squad fully, but. If he breaks loose, man, and we have a serious attacker, then whew. I mean, listen, we're seeing what DK is doing on Orlando City, and we're going to get an up-close-and-personal view of him real quick this weekend. But Robbie was drafted number one for a reason. Yeah. And let's don't let's don't forget that, right? That That is a pure-blood talent right there. And yeah. and back to one of your, your previous questions. And, and Dylan Nealis. Yeah, really. in the, in, with our top three, I don't think DK was picked to four or five. No, and, and Dylan's been phenomenal too on the pitch. Dylan and I'd love to see him out there today. But you know, back to your t- previous question, what I saw in the attack, I, I you know, I really saw Pizarro playing pretty free. Um, yeah. That was great to see. He was all over the pitch. He was attacking. He probably could have gave up the ball a few times a little bit earlier than he did. But I did like to see him play that creative magician role that we need as an attacking midfielder that that is an important piece of the puzzle and we don't have that and you know especially in a game like today where blaze wasn't playing where you know he's gonna look to that number eight position where he can move the ball from the back to the front but pizarro i really saw take that opportunity today, especially in kind of that middle kind of third of the entire game which was something but you know it was exciting to see from an attack you literally took the words out of my mouth i mean he wasn't forced into the sole uh, attacker or sole scorer of the team. He really stepped more into the creative role and that opened everything up. And, and once the supporting cast continues to mesh and build around that, well, then we're starting to see the future of where this club's going to go. Couldn't agree more with you, Jay. And you know what's really special, man, is that we're still sitting on our open DP slot because Blaze is the man and takes the TAM. And we're going to get into that a little later. Gonzalo might as well. Hey, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, everybody is super stoked. We were talking to a 
ton of and we actually jumped on the ig live so if you don't follow us on instagram please do so we uh, we hit up wings plus first time i'd ever been over there jay jay got a fire wrap i got some honey barbecue wings but hope everybody enjoyed the game and yes that is our not this is yet. our home stadium not man yet. we pro- oh, i thought you were saying into the show this is our home stadium yeah it is this <laughs> is our home stadium this is south florida baby you got to come down here you better come correct all right well i'll just i guess run my own transitions here uh, before we go as promised a little quick update on gonzalo Iguain, right so basically personal terms have been agreed to the the the, the issue that we've been uh, trying to work through is the release clause from Juventus, leaving his contract a year early. Uh, Gonzalo can't blame the man, but he wanted a full payout on his final year, uh, which is a little over $6.7 million per year. It's $130,000 per week. That's what he was trying to get before he was gone. It looks like, um, you know, and as we previously mentioned, uh, it basically is a mutual parting. Um, Andrea Pirlo, one of the greatest magicians uh, creators of all time for, for Italy and, 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 and AC Milan in his prime and even Juventus towards the end. Uh, you know, he, he, look, he's a good guy. He just, he just doesn't see Gonzalo in, in the future. Uh, Gonzalo understands that. So there was always going to be this mutual parting. They decided to settle. Uh, and it looks like the agreement is going to be, you know, paying Gonzalo out for 50% of his remaining salary. So we're talking, you know, so what, what is that? 70 so 65,000 per week. So about, uh, you know, a little over, I don't know, quick math, 3 million, something like that. Good love, payout. love your quick math. Uh, Jay. Just quick math in my head. Nobody checked that. Just take my word for it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, looks like all this will be taken care of in the next day or two. And then all that is left is just signing on that dotted line for the dirtiest herons in South Florida, baby. And soon enough, we're going to have Gonzalo going. That is basically, as about close to a done deal as we can say without it being official. Uh, just expect it to come. Uh, this will allow Robbie. This will allow Carranza uh, to be taken under the wing. Love him or hate him. You cannot deny his stats. One of the most prolific goal scorers of Europe of the past, what, 10, 15 years? And that is going to be such an addition to the team. Not only in the immediate impact he's going to be, have on the field. He's only 32. He's got you know still several years in the tank. He will be ripping goals in the MLS. But more importantly, he's going to be mentoring our team the same way Blaze would be mentoring our team. And how lucky are we? Now, the most interesting part, which we will save for last, because this is the sweetest, is there are rumors that they will be able to work this out in another TAM deal, which would leave us with yet another DP spot. This seems a little far-fetched to me, given his salary, but we do have quite a bit of TAM money. And if we can make this work on a TAM deal and then somehow get another DP, we will literally be the most stacked team in the league. Yeah, you know, the MLS might blow up and burn itself down, but shout out Max Ramos, who was talking about LAFC and how they did the same thing. So, you know yeah, what? Yeah. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. I think we're doing it a little bit better, buddy. I think the whole league was uh, probably a little pissed we got Matweedy without having to spend Well, a, sorry about it. You know, now you got to deal with it. But, you know, we may not be done, as Jay just said, and that is some huge... 
huge news and with that we're we're almost coming down here to the end of the pod bud we got a we got a long day tomorrow we're gonna drive up to orlando we got a game on saturday go at disney world on friday it's gonna be absolutely crazy but it's gonna be a blast and to all the, the the listeners like if you're out there just get at us per usual shoot us a, a dm on facebook or instagram it's at inner miami podcast on twitter which is enter mia podcast due to not being able to have too many characters in the name or just shoot us a damn email at jay and alex and remind me podcast.com and we will answer those and we'll link up we'll have a beer or two or five we'll get rowdy we'll sing some chants we'll jump up and down probably sweat a lot because it's gonna be hot as hell we're gonna go up there let's go ahead and and, and you know they got the best of us, but we were we were such a new team. We didn't have our pieces yet. We don't have all our pieces, but we're getting there. So I would like this third game to really set the tone that they are our younger brothers and we're the real team of Florida. Let's Ooh. go, baby. Ooh, I like those words, Jay. I mean, this is Copa del Sol round three. We are tied 1-1. This might be the last time we played this season in 2020. We don't know how the next stage is going to unfold, and we don't know how the playoffs are unfold. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. We cannot wait to see this game happen in person. It's going to be bonkers. But with that, we must leave you until the next time we join you on the inner miami podcast indeed again sorry for the delay but we are back we just wanted to make sure it was a quality episode we had some scheduling issues but it's okay and we held it together and we did hold it together i think fairly well nice work on you a little scattered so give you no apologies but as we always sign off and this one feels good right after a win literally right after a win but vamos miami vamos miami everybody